0: This episode of the YVR Screen Scene Podcast is sponsored by the Union of British Columbia Performers. UBCP is an autonomous branch of the Alliance of Canadian Cinema, Television and Radio Artists. For more about UBCP Actra, visit UBCP.com. That's UBCP.com.
1: This episode was sponsored in part by listeners like you. Do it our Patreon community and receive early access to episodes, bonus content, stickers, buttons, and more. Visit www.patreon.com/slash YVR Screen Scene Podcast. Welcome to the YVR Screen Scene Podcast
0: where we pull back the curtain and celebrate the beating heart of the Vancouver film and television industry. Namely, the actors and filmmakers and other talented artists who do the work. Capital T, capital W. I'm Sabrina Ronnie Furminger. Pregnancy loss is rampant. One in four pregnancies ends in miscarriage and yet despite how common it is and we're talking 25 percent of pregnancies you wouldn't know it because we don't talk about it women don't talk about it instead we including myself there we internalize our grief and trauma and misplaced shame helping no one not the individual mother and not society or the culture in general and that loss has become a taboo subject. And that cycle of loss and loneliness and pain can go on and on. I have known this loss. I live with this loss. And I know the value in speaking out and the power and community and sisterhood that comes from sharing our stories, which is why I jumped at the opportunity to interview Sarah Sir. Sarah is the producer, screenwriter and star of Songbird, a short film that was directed by Heather Hawthorne Doyle and is letting up the festival circuit. Sarah shares her miscarriage story in this narrative short and the universe of emotions that goes along with that experience. And in so doing, I'm not even sure if she knows this about what she's done, but in so doing. She is helping others navigate this very difficult road. Sarah Sir, hi.
1: Hi.
0: Welcome to the YVR Screen Scene Podcast.
1: Thank you so much. Glad I'm, to be here. I'm going to begin
0: by asking you to respond to my thesis statement, Um, because I think more so than most of my thesis statements, I injected a lot of my own POV, my own emotions, my own, my own feelings, and also kind of um, assumptions about your journey. Um, And I would love to hear your POV on what I said about you.
1: Yeah, no, um, it's it's like you read something that I wrote for myself. It was wow. incredibly, um, incredibly right on, especially the part about how women internalize it. And mm. that's just, that's the question that as much as I say, I don't understand, I did it too. Mm. And there's that question is, why does that happen? Yeah. Right. And that's pretty much the main reason I wanted to make this film is you know, at the time, I would say it was about three or four years ago when um, I wrote the screenplay, I did a lot of research to see if there was any other, you know, film about it. And mm-hmm. there was so few. There were yeah. so few. And I'm, I'm, I'm even talking short stories. Um, and to me, I just thought it means that people are still not – either ready to talk about it or ready to hear about it, or there's still that shame component of, do I want to do this? So for me, it was that perfect opportunity to jump into it. And I'm so happy to say now there's a lot more stuff out there. Mm. You know, the celebrities are coming forward. It's starting to become talked about. Right. So I think the timing is perfect, but certainly when, um, when I was researching the film, it just solidified the fact that this is something that's done in isolation Mm -hmm. and in shame.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that one in four pregnancies does end in miscarriage and yet it is such a small part of of the culture and of what we talk about. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, we have Chrissy Teigen, you know, who shared her that very powerful photo You know, on on Twitter and in other media of, you know, her, the moment of loss um, and very few other, very few other um, cinematic, both documentary and narrative, frankly, representations Mm -hmm. of pregnancy loss. Um, Yeah. What did you... What did you discover in the process? And I, I know this kind of like might be jumping to the end, you know, but what were some of the lessons that you learned about shame and the shame around miscarriage and pregnancy loss through the experience of, of bringing the film to the screen?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I learned was that shame component is universal so when when I put it out there that I was going to be doing this movie people were coming out of the woodworks just reaching out to me saying thank you for doing this I never told anybody but I had a miscarriage too and it was that Mm. I never told anybody you know that was that well why yeah um so that's something that I had discovered and this is, ju- this is a little bit of my own journey. Um, I feel like there is a reason why there is shame, why women experience the shame. It's because, like it or not, society still puts the blame on the woman. Mm. And I will give you the perfect example. Um, when I lost my first pregnancy, I was on set and I was playing a golfer. So they asked me if I had my own golf clubs. I said, yes, I'll just bring them in. So, you know, it's pretty tragic. I, I lose my baby on set and it's that toss up. Do I keep shooting or do I go to the hospital? So because it was my first loss, I figured I'm going to go to the hospital. I don't know what to do. As soon as I walk into the triage, the nurse says to me, why are you here? I said, I think I just had a miscarriage. Her first thing, she looks me up and down, looks at my golf, my golf bag and says, well, have you been golfing all day? You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> I, I would also like to add to that. And that is, uh, that is just, that is so awful that that happened to you. Right? But I, and, and, and re traumatizing, you're going through this trauma, and the person who's frontline there, and you know, we love our frontline workers. My mother in law yes. is a nurse, but I exactly. you know the lack of sensitivity and also awareness about um, like our bodies. Our f- women bodies are made to withstand, you know, uh, like, I mean, we walk, we run, we sleep and we grow the, kid. you know, uh, the baby, you know, if we mm-hmm. if we do get pregnant, like that we can't, like you, you can't lose a baby from playing golf. Even if you play <laughs> golf all day, you know, it, seriously, I mean, but like the, 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 like I've had friends who safely were stunt performers you know right up until the beginning of their third trimester, right exactly um, but you know even so we're jumping around the timeline, now. I know <laughs> what did you even know about pregnancy loss before you experienced it
1: honestly i I look back and I think wow i must have, I must have seemed pretty insensitive because before I had experienced it, and when you know my friends and they were probably older friends who had, you know, older kids. And I wasn't at that place in my life. I wasn't married. I didn't have, you know, I wasn't even trying for children, you know, when they shared their experience and they, they would say it was really sad. We mourned, we grieved. I just couldn't understand it. Mm -hmm. I I mean, I believed their words, but there was no connection. So I get it. I get that, you know, people may think, Oh, you know, really wasn't there or, you know, couldn't have been that bad. I I get that there was a disconnect. So for me, what I had known about it was that for one, it was a possibility for me because I knew that, um, I had PCOS and endometriosis. So it's something that I was prepared for. Yes. So Mm. I, you know, it's something I had to prepare myself for. Um, And can you really prepare for it? I I don't think so. There was no preparing for it, honestly. Um, But that's all I really knew. I knew there was early miscarriage and, you know, later miscarriage. I, I didn't know both are painful. I just didn't know anything. Yeah. 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 I didn't know the pain associated. I didn't know that it was taboo. I didn't know the shame. I didn't know you your body physically hurts afterwards. All these things. All the things. I know. Yeah. And,
0: and, and that kind of goes back to what we're talking about too. Like you experience it. And if you were like 99% of people who experience pregnancy loss, you wouldn't share your story at all. And so then you wouldn't know. And then it's just a cycle that continues and continues.
1: Exactly. Um,
0: I'm really curious about the fact that, you know, you wrote a narrative Mm -hmm. film and then you, you act in a film. Uh, that tells the story, tells a miscarriage story. I don't know how close it is to your miscarriage story. Why did you decide to do a narrative film, you know, instead of, let's say, a documentary? And and then... Because I could imagine that that would be re-traumatizing to experience (laughs) all of that. Um, And yet then there's also the question of, like, can it... Because... The actor is performing stuff that happened. Does it kind of make it a little bit in the documentary realm, anyways? Like, right. you know, but, like, but yeah, so why did you decide to make a, this narrative short instead of a documentary? And then why'd you want to be in it? <laughs> <laughs> why would you do that to yourself, Sarah? I know,
1: right? <laughs> Crazy women. Um, okay. <laughs> The word decide to do it, I feel like it wasn't even a decision because mm-hmm. when the story came to me, it was one of those things where I had, you know, I had been going through my own healing journey mm-hmm. and I felt like, you know, I, I'm I'm pretty okay. I'm at a place now where when I talk about it, you know, that gut-wrenching pain, it that when it sinks to your stomach, that's not there anymore. So mm-hmm. it's like there's some healing that has happened. And it's one of those things where in the middle of the night, you know, the story literally just downloaded on into me and I got up and I went to my computer and I wrote it in one sitting and the way that it came out and I looked at it and I too was thinking like, there's very little dialogue in this. There's Mm. very little to no dialogue. It's very narrative. And when I was going back and looking at my script, I realized that this needed to be a visual journey Mm. where I wanted to invite the audience in on the experience without hearing my words, but seeing the emotion. For some reason I felt like that would help the audience understand the pain a little bit more.
0: Oh, um, and we feel the, we feel pain, <laughs> we feel love. Um, I'm assuming there's also the benefit too of this can play around the world, you know, exactly without, exactly. without subtitles. Um,
1: exactly
0: well that i mean it's good that you you had the instinct for that and that you were compelled to make it but Mm -hmm. were you similarly compelled to star in it act in it you know relive and was it reliving trauma
1: while you were doing it (laughs) so the story did you exploit yourself really is what i'm saying (laughs) really yes 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 um the story is loosely based on my story. Mm. Um, that scene in the bathroom where I lost the baby—that is almost exactly how it happened, except for the fact that I was on set. Mm. Um, and, and and I don't want to
0: give spoilers. Although, whatever, like of, whatever, whatever. Yeah, but the exactly. the experience of—I mean, what where you you pick it up? And you wrap it and then you bring it with you to the, like, was that also from your life? My God. So,
1: So, and this is another thing where I say there needs to be a little bit more sensitivity because that whole experience for me was, you know, especially for the first time, it was so traumatic. It's, I lose my baby on set. Um, I had no warning signs. I didn't Mm. know who to call. I'm in the bathroom miscarrying. And then I can hear the AD saying, where's our talent? Where's our talent? And I'm like, what do I do? So I, I don't know what to do. I know that my baby's in my hands. What, what do you do? I, I'm, I'm so at a loss. Huh. So I bring the baby with me. And then there's a the whole triage nurse. And then, I mean, I'm sorry if this is TMI, but I'm not. Um, Mm. I'm sitting there. I'm still bleeding. Nobody hands me a pad or anything. I'm bleeding profusely. So finally, I was walking around the room looking for my own pad. And then, you know, the doctor finally comes in. And then I asked him, I was like, well, what do I do with, you know, a baby? And he's like, no, choice is yours. That was it. I'm like, well, what are the choice like I don't understand like this is my baby that I love like what what do you do right so it was it was my own experience in terms of reliving the uh the experience um I will say I have to give major kudos to Heather because our um our art department was really good in replicating you know the the sack so she knew it was going to be triggering for me. And I think she, she definitely didn't want to show it to me as soon as we started filming because I probably would have lost it. So she took me while the crew was setting up and she said, I just want you to take a look at this for a couple of reasons. I want to get your approval as the producer, but I also want you to prepare yourself. So she showed me the sack. And mind you, this had been... I don't know, maybe five, six, I don't know, like seven years since my first miscarriage of that story. So she showed it to me and I was completely reliving the whole experience and I broke down. Yeah. And in terms of artistry, I think it worked really well because Ryan Jin, who played my husband, he got to experience that loss with me this time Hmm. so in terms of that scene it's it's almost as if he wasn't acting like there was a real connection that happened there so we mourned together when when he saw that he he was able to live that with me
2: yeah
1: um it was very experiencing um it was very um traumatizing and i definitely did re-experience that trauma in terms of me doing it um this This is probably twofold. There is the fact that I wanted to share my own story, but I wanted to share the story as a woman of color and be able to show that as a woman of color, I can show a story that has to do with anything instead of just me being a doctor (laughs) or a scientist or something, something stereotypical. So I just wanted to, as a woman of color say, this is my story too. And it's universal.
0: How did the film, making the film, um, sharing it with audiences, uh what role has that played in your own healing? Um for or in me, trying to make sense it, of something. Sorry for interrupting, like in yeah, trying to make something no. that doesn't make sense. Like I've I think I had my my miscarriage six years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh and there are still times where I'm like, I I just I mean I'll still be very sad. Yes. Um no, my miscarriage looked very different from yours like i had got it was one of the like it was a missed miscarriage and i just went to the doctor get, you know for my my uh, 12 week uh, ultrasound and in the same room where i had been when i had had you know um this very same examination for you know when i was pregnant with my daughter uh, and and but it was like it was in a horror Funhouse, house like it was like n- nothing like it was all it was all all the same setting and we're trying to do the same things but there's no heartbeat uh and then i had to get a dnc like six days later uh and the experience of you know between the finding out of, about it and then the dnc and then the dnc itself were very were very um very traumatizing uh <laughs> You know, so I mean, even though a lot of time has passed, and and I, I mean, I've spoken about it, and I've had, you know, I I I think that I make peace with that, you know, but then like the grief Mm -hmm. does, like it's still there. It's you know, part of grief is making room for it in your life, right, and learning to live with it and dance with it. Um, You know, so I'm wondering, you know, the experience of creating art, and this is art, you know, was that at all? I could see the help for people, you know. I felt help watching it. Mm-hmm. Like I felt, you know, that I was watching, um, I mean the representation was great. And then also the fact that it's a healing story, you know, but I want
1: to, I want to know that it was, what was it for you? Was it good for you too in some you way? You know what? It was amazing for me and my husband was actually executive producer. So this was his first time being on set with me and, um, I couldn't actually have him on set too much because every time I saw him, I would just break down. <laughs> it, it was too—that was a little bit too triggering. But even though he walked alongside, it was his miscarriage too. You know, we went through the grieving together, albeit we went through it differently. Yeah. Um, for him to actually see me go through that journey almost firsthand because I'm walking it out made him really understand, wow, Mm. it was that difficult for you. Like it was that painful. So there was that extra, extra component of healing. And even between our marriage and, you know, there was that bond. So there was, there was healing for me. And for me, honestly, I didn't expect the outcome of songbird to, to be so good. I didn't, I didn't know it would do so well in festivals, but for me, it was, I know this sounds so corny, but I would just kept thinking to myself, if I could just help one person, one person understand that they're not alone, that they, they can heal, that grieving is okay, then I will be okay. That was a part of my healing journey was remembering. and I, I even told myself the first day that I shot, I'm, I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing it for that one person. Mm. that I, I hope it's going to help. And that's also what brought a lot of healing for me. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We're going to go back in time to even before you made the film, though. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have any concerns or, or fears like about the, like, uh, the kind of film you didn't want to make? You know, when you're figuring out the, how you wanted the, the film to, to sound and look, because it's very visual and feel, mm. where you're like, I just want to make sure it's not like this or not like this.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, before I met up with Heather, I met up with a lot of other directors, and there were definitely um, some that, that got it. And then for me, I what I loved about Heather is um, she understood visually right away how Songbird needed to be played out. Mm. This needed to be a, you know, it is a little bit darker, but there has to be some light component at the end of it. One of the drafts that I had, there was a birthday party scene where a little girl comes up and she's singing happy birthday and it triggers Natalie, the main character. So that got cut out. But originally this director, she wanted it to almost seem like demonic, (laughs) you know, and there was this very, um, there was this artsy twist to it and I got it. And I was thinking there is darkness and miscarriage, but it's still, it was still life, right? Like it was still something to be celebrated so I definitely didn't want and there was the potential for this film to be very artsy when you don't have dialogue you can go you know any which way you you want to um yeah. I just I it was important that we didn't pull the audience away from the grief that nothing to if, if it's too artsy it might be too jarring and yeah. I don't want to shock the audience out of it so for me it was let's not water it down even Mm -hmm. though that um that miscarriage scene was very difficult for me to decide if we were going to do it that way yeah um i'm glad you did it It was very shocking thank you
0: i and
1: i i I watched it
0: like the first time i watched it it, so am i seeing what i'm seeing and then i'm like no we got to keep going gotta keep going and i just i i was shocked and i appreciated being shocked you know cuz i'm like usually you know like you see the, there will be the splash of you know if you see it, they'll be like yes. the little they'll be like oh there's some blood here and then yeah. they'll they'll cut or you know or you see the aftermath like i lost the baby but to actually yeah. see what that is is like i mean otherwise how do people see it you know how do how people, will people know? if they don't come yeah. across it in in film unless they're like in medical school but in film like that's right. Like I was I was very I don't even know you and I was very proud of you for putting it in there. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and I like being I like being kind of rattled and shocked in that in that kind of way. Which kind of brings me to a question about, you know, how the I mean, you, this film is out in the world right now. It's being seen by a lot of people, um, you know, how how has how has it been received? And Is there anything in the feedback or in the response that has surprised you?
1: Um, surprising? No, I think just because when I decided to do the film, and I was, you know, putting it out there, people were coming out of the woodwork. So that response has honestly been the same. Um, mm-hmm. The people who either are watching it or people who are screening it to see if it's to go into the festivals or people who are in the same category as me. Yeah. Um, there's there's definitely a um the one thing that has been pleasantly surprising for me, I would say is for all the other filmmakers that are in similar genres of, of loss that make this film. um, It's been pleasantly surprising to, to have that bond together. Mm -hmm. When we, you know, I did a panel the other week for the Seattle Asian film festival, and they had a whole category for infant and pregnancy loss. And there was Uh, there were four filmmakers and you know, we were on a zoom panel and we all just looked at each other and we saw each other's phones. We're like, you get it. We get it. Mm. There was that automatic bond, you know, there's that. And there's so much gratitude in my heart for, for the fact that they made it into art. Like, thank you for making it into art. Thank you for doing something. So the surprising thing for me has been that there are other people out there who are doing the same thing, making it into art, but it's a it's a good surprise. I'm yeah. very happy about that. Yeah, it's like what Carrie Fisher said, take your broken heart broken and heart make it into make art. art. <sighs>
0: um I know that this this film came into your body one night. Uh do you have plans for for future films and you know if so is there anything you know about what we've seen in Songbird that can tell us about the films that you that you want to tell the stories you want to tell you know as as we walk into the future
1: Yeah um so I think Songbird is very indicative of a type of personality I am I am an advocate by nature so when I wrote Songbird the fact that I made a film that has for me, it's about ha- all about having some type of a fruitful ending. Um, it made me fall in love with let's make art for the good. Hmm. And that to me is the reason I'm doing this. Uh, I think there are a lot of films out there, even if it's like, let's make somebody laugh. That's hmm. good. That's a good thing, especially in the times that we're living. So I have a couple of projects. I just got a grant for writing. Um, this one is about a woman who comes into, who, who comes into her identity as a second gen Korean Canadian. So that's a feature film that I'm writing, but another short that I'm writing is something that I've been doing for 10 plus years has been an advocate and, um, an advocate and I bring advocacy and awareness to women and children who have been sold into slavery. Mm. So yeah, I mainly worked with women in Cambodia, but I'm doing more Vancouver stuff now because it literally happens in our backyard. Yeah. So my next short is actually about, um, yeah, sex slavery. That happens right in our backyard. Wow. Well, <laughs> yeah. Sarah,
0: I mean, obviously, please, please keep in touch with us. Mm-hmm. Um, I, we wanna we want to experience your stories and I want to shout about it from all the rooftops and um, you. you are one of the most fearless filmmakers I think that I've oh, ever hosted on you. the podcast so thank you thank so you. much so Sarah sir where can our listeners find you follow you celebrate you on all the social media <laughs>
1: social media um I mainly am just on Instagram and it's just my name Sarah sir s u r h so yeah find me there
0: okay and are there do we have any upcoming screenings for songbird that you can tell us about now or if or will if there are any you will announce them on i will the gram yes. okay i will okay on the gram, on the gram. <laughs> on
1: the gram. <laughs> i try to make it
0: sound hip it doesn't sound hip <laughs> when i say it so i will just thank you so much for being here today thank you for having me i also thank our listeners for listening. Please yeah. like and subscribe. Leave us a review if you're so inclined. That helps us find even more listeners. You can find us at www.yvrscreenscene.com. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram at YVRScreenscene. The YVR Screen Scene podcast is hosted and executive produced by me, Sabrina Ronnie mera Furminger, and it's edited by Simon Furminger. Special thanks to Mariana Furminger for recording our Patreon ad, to Paul Furminger for technical support, and to Dane Not Furminger Devolay for the original music. YVR Screen Scene is a division of Fish Flight Entertainment. Join us next time for another deep dive into Vancouver's
2: dynamic
0: film and television scene. And cut!
2: In the current COVID-19 environment, UBCP ACTRA, the BC Performers Union in the film and TV industry, has been working closely with industry partners, formulating sensible and practical guidelines for all cast and crew to ensure working on set is manageable and safe for everyone. UBCP ACTRA has created a dedicated COVID-19 webpage at www.ubcpactra.ca, where members can find mental health resources, financial assistance information, and back-to-work strategies and updates about the current status of film production in the province of British Columbia. UBCP Actra knows this has been an extraordinarily difficult time for many people, and we look forward to better days ahead. We will get through this together please visit www.ubcpactra.ca. A message from UBCP Actra.